Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the Pee-Wee's Playhouse of the Pokemon World, the one and only Puckle Podcast. Cue the epic music. And welcome to the 317th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-hosts. Lord Yashiro. And Mr. Maximus. And as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that talks about everything Pokemon, whether it be the video game, the trading card game, trivia, and also, more importantly, uh, Pokemon Puzzle League. There we go. That's actually a good game. We should, we should do more, we should do more Pokemon Puzzle League. Um, <laughs> They just did a they did a virtual console release of that not too long ago. Well, it, it was a while which ago. Console? For 3DS. Uh, well, it depends on oh. which puzzle league, right? Um, yeah. Because there's more than one puzzle league game. There's yeah. the there's the N64 puzzle league game, which wasn't intended to be a Pokemon game to begin with. Fun fact. That's why um, it's so animated uh, oriented instead of yeah, actual exactly. That's why Pokemon, it's all, regular Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then later on we got uh, the uh, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge League or something like that for the Game Boy Color. And that is actually, uh, that one is more game based. It actually includes Gen 2 Pokemon and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, cool. I mean, that one, that one's out on the 3DS. And the other one is out on the Wii U Virtual Console slash mm. Wii Virtual Console, whatever. Uh, or you can just question. go, yeah, go for it. What is a Wii U? Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, Man, I just like walk over to like so. I, it just makes me so sad every time I like walk into used video game stores. Like already, the like the Switch game selection is already the same size as like the used Wii U game selection. Dang, you know it. It just makes me so sad. I'm just like yeah. this is. Uh, I'm like wow. Okay, so there's like way more games to play on this <laughs> than that. And we yeah, don't even sounds, have a full virtual console. Pretty on much Switch. correct. <laughs> we don't have a. We don't have like a full yeah. on virtual console yet. So. That's that's its own thing. But I want. How have you guys been lately? How you guys? What you guys been up to? Well, not much on my end. Um, got back from a trip, so it was uh, pretty awesome. Saw Hamilton, Ooh. which I've been meaning to to watch for a long time. So that was a lot of fun. Also yeah, that saw. actually that's like a very Jushiro thing to be like. I want to yes. go see Hamilton. 
so that was a <laughs> lot of fun. Other than that, though, uh, playing P- uh, Pokemon Trading Cards, super excited for Ultra Ultra Prism. Uh, oh, yeah, Ultra Prism's coming out. Set that the set is just going to blow all other sets away. It, it's just the amount of crazy good cards that are in There's Pokemon just like, is there's just so ridiculous. much. There's just been power creep. Like hardcore power yeah. creep, this entire like site, this ho- entire rotation, it's nuts yep. because it, it really is. It, it like started with Lele, and like I'd say Guardians Rising, we had a pretty balanced meta, and then when mm-hmm. um, what's the one after that came out? Uh, Burning, Burning Shadows. Shadows. When Burning Shadows came out, I feel like we initially thought there weren't going to be too many like great cards, but mm-hmm. once you, I mean, then you look at like Gardevoir, that's just yep. that just took a dump on everything. Necrozma. And- yeah, Necrozma is uh, a good tech in a lot of decks. In a lot of decks, yeah. Really, yeah. really underrated card in the sense that people, by itself, people see that it's not a, not much of a threat. When yeah. you combine it with a few decks out there that doesn't even require it to be its main attacker. Just a, just a, uh, 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 just in case card. Yeah, and no, it really it's does, nuts. It really does take people by surprise. It's a great card, but Ultra Prism, yeah, Ultra Prism seems like it's going to like be crazy, crazy. Yeah, no, and and, and we're gonna talk about one of those Ultra Prism cards today. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Spoilers there. So I don't, I don't know. Is that is that one confirmed <laughs> to be an Ultra Prism? Probably. It yeah, probably and we already mind. know the card, and it's uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that during the Pokemon of the episode today, and then uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely it's nuts. It's uh, I I'm looking forward to that set. I want to see what happens. A lot of things got reprinted too in that set, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Uh, yeah. I think Pokemon uh, po- uh, Pokemon Fan Club that's that's reprinted. Yeah, Fan Club is reprinted. And yeah. um, was it Random Receiver or oh no, it's the one that can bring a. a... Well, never mind. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it in, in the TCG cast. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Maximus? <laughs> How you been? Uh. Well, I'd say been busy on the forefront for the most part. Oh yeah, it's been a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But yeah. as far as like Pokemon goes, I'm just continuing playing Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I finally have more time to play that, and on the side of been playing a little bit more Showdown, trying to get back in the meta because I want to reclaim my title. Dude, the meta's oh. been a lot, the meta's been uh, kind of nuts. It's really it. Well, well Nagatadel came in and it kind of tore everything apart. And so for like two weeks, you had a completely different – well, not even two weeks. Probably like a week, you had a completely different meta because Naganadel didn't get banned right away. Mm. And now that Naganadel is banned, I think everything's kind of back to like a happy place. Uh, Stack Attack and Blacephalon don't add a ton to the mix. They 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 add in like a couple of awesome things. I think I see more Blacephalon on a regular basis than I see Stack Attacka. Yeah. But, there's, there's enough walls already. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> I honestly think Stack Attack is more fun, in in my opinion. I think Stack Attack is more fun than Blacephalon. Blacephalon, I think, is better. But uh, overall, if you want a Pokemon, Blacephalon's better. But Stack Attack is more fun. Yeah. So just I have no idea what you guys there. are talking about. Uh, you, need yes, to be, you need to beat Pokemon Sun and Moon. Or Ultra Sun and <laughs> Ultra Moon. Because <laughs> no, there's... I did. Oh, did I you? Did you, finished, did you catch uh, the new yes. Ultra Beast? Yes. That's th- Those are the new Ultra Beasts. Mm-hmm. I know, but I know nothing about the meta. <laughs> uh, one, do you, do you know what they look like? Yeah, no, no, I know do they know are. how they look like. Yes, yes. Uh, I, know, you I understand can... the Pokemon. I just don't. I understand their re- their relevance in the meta. Uh, they. I mean, I think there's at least solidly OU Pokemon. But oh yeah. Maybe, maybe Stack Attack it might drop a tier just due to usage, but I think I think they're they're good Pokemon in general because I mean Stack Attack has got a really fun set you can run. It's the only time I've ever seen a competitive Pokemon have to run a defense uh, dropping nature. Uh, mm. 
because uh, the beast boost ability, uh, if you're familiar with Jushiro, it lets you boost like okay. your best your best stat. And so if you look yeah. at stack attack as base base uh, stats, stack attack as defense is like base 200, and its next highest attack, which is like 110 or something like that. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and so. You want to get the attack stat to be higher than the defense stat so that when you get the beast boost, you get an attack boost. It's not even possible? uh, It is if you run a defense decreasing nature, a defense decrease uh, attack increase nature. So if you run lonely, you can can get stack attack uh, to go ahead and actually – and his IVs can't be perfect either. You have to have like a 14 IV in defense. Mm, uh, he, okay. Because you need his defense stat to be that low. But when they're that low, they'll be equal. But Beast Boost actually works on like a hierarchy system. And it literally, you literally go down the stat like page. Attack first, defense attack, later. Then, yep. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. So, um, so attack is attack. So attack comes first. So you can have the attack and the defense equal each other. And then attack will still get the Beast Boost. Mm, okay. And, so beast boost, uh, you can you can actually make the beast boost uh, work on stack attack as attack, and it works really well in trick room, especially with that high of a defense stat. It's like Shucklebook better. Wow. And so yeah, and well, you can get some you can get some crazy nasty things going. It's it's a lot of fun. I hmm. I suggest people play stack attack. We talked about those on Battlecast, I believe, but it's uh definitely definitely something to look forward to. Nice, nice. Uh, as for myself, I haven't been up to much. I've been doing like puckle stuff. We've been doing advent calendar, which is still going. It's not over yeah. yet. We still got like another, um, another week? couple. Yeah, another week. However long Christmas is, because it, I mean, it just—it's more depressing because <laughs> then I. It's more depressing. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a week from when this comes out, but like I have to like get a bunch of stuff. Like I've been working on like a ton of other stuff, and then I realized, oh crap, I need to buy my brother a Christmas present, and um, which I still haven't done, by the way. Uh, I'll just, disc. Well, like he used to be easy to buy things for because I could just be like, "Oh, the newest Pokemon game. Here you go, easy, easy peasy." Uh, but now he's just like, "I don't want to play Pokemon anymore. The new Pokemon are weird." I'm like, "What are you talking about? You're not even a Gen One, or you love like Gen Five? Like, what? what, you, what? Why would? You, is this your brother? Yeah, right. Have you uh, have, have you already this you know disowned him? Because I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I would have. Uh man, it's really bad. I because um I don't talk about my brother a lot here, but like uh we're we're like seven years apart. So yeah. it, it's just been in that like until recently, it we haven't been able to like actually be friends. Yeah. But he's finally hit like the plateau of maturity to an extent. And so like we've started to be friends. So I'm and then like, he yeah. pulls this stunt and then it's over. Yeah, this <laughs> only took twenty years for us to I, be friends. I, I tell but you whatever. guys, I, I went to Thatch's house. I've yet to see a picture of his brother. So I don't know. I'm not saying this is true or not true. There's Just actually a picture of him up now. There's a picture of him up now uh, because <laughs> he was in the wedding party and we have wedding photos up now. So no <laughs> pictures of him. Yeah, no, like individual pictures. Absolutely not. Uh, but <laughs> um, I don't have individual pictures of my parents, let alone my brother. Like... It's just one of those things. Like, I know what they look like. Why do you guys need to know what they look like? all right so that's uh we'll we'll end it there we're gonna go kick it on over guys to the news though so let's cue the epic music coming to you live from the lavender town radio tower this just 
in. And on to the news. In the news, we have a few things. The first thing that we have is Pokemon showed the tw- the 2018 Pokemon movie trailer. So cute that's actually da- uh, cute, cute, that- <laughs> cute, cute, Ash. <laughs> cute Ash. Uh, yeah, so we have the uh, we have the Ash from the Pokemon 20th movie, and it's uh, which is really interesting in my opinion. And also, uh, so what happens in the trailer? You have uh, a scene cut away. Uh, Ash's hat blows away. It goes to this girl. This girl picks up his hat and holds a Pokeball up. She's got, like, rainbow hair. And then what you hear is the song from, actually, The Power of One, which is Pokemon the Movie 2000. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. It seems to be echoing that movie in a sense. And so the the more interesting thing to me, at least, because we had Ho-Oh in the last movie, in the newest uh, po- Pokemon movie, Pokemon the movie, uh, the 20th movie. I guess they just called it Pokemon I Choose You. Yeah, and Pokemon I Choose You. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you guys, what you thought of these movies apparently taking a new direction, being in a different universe than what we're set in now. I have opinions, but I want to hear yours first. So I do enjoy the fact that not counting the fact of uh, taking away the fact that they're in a different universe or lore or whatever. That's that really doesn't matter. I don't care for that. I've, I've been always been a va- uh, vivid comic book writer. So I'm used to just having uh, the same theme being told in different ways, Batman, different universe, Superman, all that stuff. It's it's just normal for me. So being that being that they're in a different universe with different story, that's just fine with me. And in fact, it's exciting because we get to see something new. But what's most exciting for me is the fact that they're changing director, they're changing art style, they're changing script, they're just changing behind the the the, the stage everything. So yeah, isn't it's super that means that. Super interesting. So that means we can finally have all the people in the world saying all this time, Pokemon never changes. It's the same thing over, over again. Finally have them say, Pokemon sucks. Now it's too different. I don't like it. <laughs> because that's what always happens. No one's going to be happy. No one's going to be uh, fair judgment. It's it always going to end up in, I don't like it. And it, it, that's that's it. I just spoiled it for you. You don't even have to go see the movie now. Oh, man. Pokemon movie, not Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> how, about, how about you? Uh, how about you, uh, Maximus? Uh, it's uh, this new turn. Like it's, I, we've always we've dealt with Pokemon movies being in another timeline before, but as far as like the actual feel of it, I feel like there's a different. I say there's a, well, there's a different feel definitely when it comes to this one. I, uh, it's always wondering how's this one going to play out because nowadays. When you see something, people want to tie it into something else, but then we'll be surprised that it's entire thing differently. So I'm just keeping my eyes open. I'm not going to be surprised this time, and I'm just going to take a head full for what comes for it. I mean, I'm really excited because this this does two things. One, we get an exciting story in a movie because the 20th movie. I I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I when I saw it, I thought it was very good. It was it took a new spin on things, and it was. More interesting than any other Pokemon movie, mostly because it didn't have a predictable plot. It felt yeah. just as exciting as going forward with the first Pokemon movie, and that was that was a big thing for me. Uh, going, at, seeing that they're going to continue this trend of just kind of having like a movie universe, Ash, and we're going to be able to revisit a bunch of legendaries. Like we're we're probably going to see Lugia right in this mm-hmm. next movie. And that's really exciting to me. They just get a rehash of Lugia. We got to see Ho-Oh in action. Stuff like that. And just get this really hype version of Ash in the anime. Yeah. Uh, but what's Or in, in anime form. But what's really even... What's more cool, because I'm not sure how well you guys have been following the actual anime, not the movies. But this opens up the Pokemon anime the, to actually explore plot points 
from the video games themselves instead of waiting for like a movie mm, to do it, right? Yeah. Because what we got recently in the most recent in the most recent anime curve is that they're going ahead and they're talking about Solgaleo. They're talking about the Ultra Beast and everything in the anime right now. And I think that's really cool that they get to explore it in a multi-episode arc like this. Because yes. we've complained for all of these years that the anime is really dry. And, I mean, ever since probably the first couple of seasons where we all have one rose-colored glasses, looking back on that. And also just um, – it definitely does have a different feel in those early episodes. But now yeah. we can actually be like, this This is an anime. And I, I mean, I've harped on this before, like, hey, we got to watch Ash uh, raid a kitchen and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I, it, it just seems even more like that because now we're getting into plot. We're getting into the meat of Pokemon. And I mean, we just got to the point where Ash gets like a custom Z crystal for Pikachu, right? Which we all get in the games now. It's the Pikachium Z or whatever it is. And I, I think that's, I think it's more exciting that we get to see something like that take place in the TV show and get an actual anime while at the same time, getting an alternate universe that gets to show us cool stuff as well. Yes. I, mean, I absolutely like, agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Uh, it is but, fantastic. And it is fantastic that we're finally going to be able to see more things. Uh, more. Uh, so I agree with you with the whole dis- disconnect. And the fact that leaving legendaries just for movies always been an irk on my side because it always right? ends up feeling too pushed, too fast, and never mm-hmm. developed correctly. Um, and, a lot of them are, and, and a lot of them are just stories that just don't matter, right? Yeah. Like I think, I think the biggest there are two of them that stick out to me as just being absolutely awful, and that are those are the last two. Uh, Volcanian, okay, yeah. the Volcanian movie. What the heck was that? We just have Volcanian helping out Magirna, and so like we put Magirna there for like funsies. I mean, we put we put Marshadow granted in the twentieth movie for funsies essentially, but yeah. we're putting that in the movie for whatever reason, and we're also. Uh, and it has no relation. It doesn't actually touch on anything that happens in the games at all, right? Uh, Volcanion has a reason it exists in the games, and we don't get that in the anime, which for for whatever reason, and it, that upsets me. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Because we could have had some awesome like episode arc where Ash goes to a volcano and we get to see Volcanion like tearing it up or something, and th- we don't get that. We we were denied that because we have to make up some crazy like steampunk universe plot. That we shove Ash into. Um, the Hoopa movie was also equally garbage. Um, yeah. And that that also... I, I feel like you could have added Hoopa in the anime. And that would have been better. And they, they tested this, right? With Meloetta. They did, they did an arc like this back at the end of Black and White. Uh, with Meloetta. And I think that worked out way better for them than a movie on Meloetta. Yep. So I, I, 100%. I, I urge them to do this. Uh, that way we don't get Keldeo going, Fight me, Kyrim! Oh, and God. stuff like that. Like, so... <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I or, well, we also have to make every Pokemon talk at that point too, right? Oh my like, god! Like because yes. the Pokemon become characters, and so you know you have Volcanion talking, you have Hoopa talking, you have Keldeo talking. I can't and, stand it, honestly, when they talk. And, yeah, and I mean, it just takes you out of it, right? Because that's not the Pokemon universe we know. And I yep. think we're get, I think we're getting to a place where they've realized that this is just something that nobody wants, especially that it's been ha- it was hashed for like nineteen years, right? <laughs> Ever. I, I, I would, and also, I, I mean, sixteen years of that were were bad, but like there were three of them that were really good. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, we're gonna hopefully we get to something like this. I feel like they they found out that like maybe if we, especially with the advent of Pokemon Go, because Pokemon Go came out like right before, probably when they were done with the Volcanion movie, 
and it was mm-hmm. probably done with production when the Volcano movie was done. So I, I think they actually saw the potential there. If we do this right, people might go to see the movie. And honestly, a ton of people went to see the Pokemon 20th movie. I did not think there were going to be that many people there for it. There were like well, the theater the, the was nostalgia packed. is there, right? People are craving for Pokemon, especially that you know Gen One. So I, I can understand why why it would sell as yeah. as it did. I I just blows me away. Like I think I think this is I think they've come up with a solution that really helps them out. Uh, but let's let's talk about a different movie now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the P- Detective Pikachu movie uh, got a release date finally. Uh, a de- like a. Uh, not a definite one, but like a like this is what we're shooting for. They're shooting to release the Detective Pikachu movie for May tenth, twenty nineteen, which I think is really cool and really interesting. I'm super hyped for that actually. Like that's a, I that's am a too. that I want to see Ryan Reynolds do Pikachu. I don't know how it's going to turn out. It's probably going to be bad, but I'm really I'm really excited to hear about that. Have you guys uh, seen the Pikachu pictures of Pikachu dressed as Deadpool? Yeah, I <laughs> try, but. I mean, I try not to, but they're already burned behind my eyeball. <laughs> the so uh, in addition to that, the Detective Pikachu game also got a rating done for uh, Europe, not for the U.S. There's a there's a rating, so it looks like it's going to be localized for Europe, which means it's not just a matter of time before it hits the U.S. Gonna, let me guess, is it going to be like Peggy fourteen? I don't know. I didn't even look <laughs> at the rating. I just saw that it got I, a rating. I, I always love the uh, European rating system because it's always like seems like it's a caveman talking about how old his daughter is. Peggy, fourteen. <laughs> Peggy, seventeen. It's like that. Okay, dude, it's fine. I'm glad. Happy birthday to Peggy. Well, it's obviously just gonna be an eShop download only, and I don't. I I, did, I looked at the game uh, when it came out, and I think there's only like three cases, and I don't know how long they are. I feel like it's a watered down version of Ace Attorney. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. Uh, now you yeah. piqued my interest there. But it's like watered down. Ace Attorney is good because it's Ace Attorney, and so I don't know how good a watered down version of that would be. Well, nothing when you water it down is good. I, I trust yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out if it's a good game. But it's, uh, it, it's whatever. Uh, so the next thing, the next big piece of news that happened this week, and I'm sure you guys heard about it, was that the Pokemon Crystal version was announced for the Virtual Console. Yes. Which blew my mind. Oh. Well, it didn't. It didn't blow my mind because we kind of knew about this happening. The eShop data was actually mined when Gold and Silver were released, and we saw that there was a a slot for Crystal. Yes. So we knew this was coming. I think this was really smart on their part, and I I, I will tell you why I think they did it. By the way, um, mm-hmm. why? They, so so you guys could disagree with me. Feel free, but I think when they released Red, Blue, and Yellow back in 2016. They saw that a lot of people just bought yellow version and that was it. Mm-hmm. And because it's a special edition, it's the third version. And because you look at if you look at gold, silver, and crystal, everybody would have been like, "I'm going to buy crystal version, right?" Yep. Because yep. that's that's the quote unquote definitive version of the game. And people, uh, so what they decided to do is like, we'll just do gold and silver. People will buy at least one of them, just like an actual Pokemon game, right? And then a little bit later, we'll put out Crystal. And I like that they only waited a couple of months. This is happening on January 26th, I believe, the uh, the release of Crystal on Virtual Console. So it's only like a few months after Gold and Silver came out. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Me too. The- it's my favorite uh, gen. We were talking about this on our Puckle chat. It's my favorite gen. Uh, my favorite ver- third version of all. Although Ultra Sun is brought up there. Honestly, I loved it. Um so it's really exciting to have Crystal back. And uh, Crystal was a pioneer in so many stuff. It's the first time we see the Pokemon move, uh, baked mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, awkwardly. Um, yeah, they got rid of that time. in Gen 3. They got rid yeah. of it. 
is the first time we got a uh, female protagonist, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first time um, you can choose between boy and girl. Boy and girl. It's just a fantastic end. And for all of you um, new generation poker trainers out there that haven't had the chance to play Crystal, because I know many of you played Fire Red and, uh, and uh, not Fire Red, sorry. Yeah, no. we're, we're, well, we're getting to the point where like people who like started with Fire Red and Leaf Green are probably yeah. like 16 now. Like, yeah. And they're probably listening to the show because it's, yeah. it's, weird to, it's weird to think about people that like were probably born in this century are listening to the show and they're like 17. And yep. that, so, that just blows my mind. Do yourself a favor and go back and play what is arguably, at least for me, the best third gen, uh, not third gen, sorry, it's third version of a generation. And to me, still the best generation, generation two. So go ahead and it, do yourself they a did favor. A, they did a really good job there. And if you actually go ahead, if you ha- um, or one small thing they added to it that they didn't put in the US release, at least, is there was a, the, so they put the GS ball event in, which was always in the game code. It just never got unlocked for us. Because Crystal Version in Japan actually had this connection to your Game Boy Color that could go to your cell phone. And it was before cell phones were real big in the U.S. And you could do it and you could trade over the cell phones. You could battle over the cell phone, stuff like that. Much like our modern, you know, Wi-Fi, right? And there was actually a distribution through that where you get a GS Ball item. And if you use that GS Ball item, you can unlock Celebi. So yep. that and so they put the GS ball in. You don't have to hook it up to your cell phone, thankfully. Um, you but once you beat the Elite Four, at least in the Japanese version, it says that you, there. If you go to the Golden Rod Department Store, there's somebody who will just give you a uh, just give you the uh, GS ball, and you can go unlock the event, which is really cool. Uh, the only thing is, like, I'm so Celebi'd out because if you buy Gold and Silver version right now, you get a download mm-hmm. code for a Celebi. If you and now if you played Crystal version just for playing, here's a Celebi to here's a Celebi event. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will note is I'm a big pro- proponent of these events being in the games versus just like a distribution like we get now. I, yeah. I think these events added something like um, the I think the biggest I think the biggest gen which we're going to talk about a little bit later today um, was Gen Four that did this, and I'll, I want to save it for that part of the show, but. I think that they did a lot of things right in terms of event Pokemon, which they got rid of for various reasons. And I hope they bring it back. I really do hope they bring it back. Me, so, me too. Me too. Uh, and one last thing yeah, on this. Doesn't this make you super glad that me and Fluffiest made you through the live stream of Ultra Sun go <laughs> and talk to the guys at the harbor so they can tell you about the GS ball? Absolutely not. Okay, because I so. because Next. because I absolutely knew about this beforehand. All right, so <laughs> we're we're gonna go out. The last thing I want is a little piece of Pokemon Go news. If you're still playing that, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't hate on people that play on it, but uh, because I'll, I'll probably start playing it again like in a couple months. But they but Groudon is now a raid Pokemon. So if you want to catch a Groudon, that's open until January fifteenth. Because they only put out like select Gen three Pokemon, which for whatever reason it's fine. Uh, right. Yeah, I got I got a message from one of my uh, Pokolonians. Uh, it's uh, hilarious. He was like, um, he showed me a picture and it was Groudon, right, showing yeah. up on his Pokemon Go, but it was mm-hmm. snowy because they also added the weather. The weather. Oh god! So it's like Groudon, you're doing it wrong. This is not supposed <laughs> to be how it is. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for the news, guys. We are going to go ahead and switch it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge.
and welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz. As always, this is the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Of course, that means only using what's in your noggins, nothing else. So, of course, guys, no browsers, no Googling, nothing of the sort. You have to answer these questions with the knowledge in your brains. So, we have five questions today. One of these questions is going to have an extra point tacked onto it. You will have one hint to use for all five questions. Um, so, you can also, if you get all of the questions correct, you can go ahead and actually... Um, use, you can cash the hint in for an extra point. So a total of like seven points. Uh, both of you could maybe catch up to Shamu. Uh, <laughs> I like how you said that. Uh, so. <laughs> good one, Thad. Good one. Uh, Jushiro, actually, you're, you're like with, you can like, if he does, if Shamu doesn't do well on the Puckle 10 episode, you can like, you can maybe come in and take it from him. Mm, let's see. So, doubt it. If you get seven points today. So. Uh, which hasn't happened in a while, actually. So, but I think I think with this set of questions, you guys can. I yeah. think you can because I I have some softballs here, like a lot of them, because I I had to write them all. Uh, so, <laughs> here we go. If you guys are ready, we're gonna get straight on into it. Uh, okay. So, question number one, guys. Prior to Generation Six, there was one. There was a Pokemon that could change its gender upon evolution. What Pokemon was it? Oh. Repeat that one more time. Prior to Generation 6, there was a Pokemon that could change gender upon evolution. What Pokemon was it? Um, change gender upon evolution? Yeah, it was because there was, a, there was actually a mechanic for this Pokemon. Um, one form of it had like a 75%, 25% chance to be male ver- versus female. And then its evolution actually had a 50-50% chance to be male and female. Oh, that so was a glitch. It, uh, it was, it was an oversight, yeah. An oversight, okay. Oh, oh, dang. Um, so one of the evolved that had a chance to flip genders. Before it's Gen 6, so it has to be from Gen, it could be Gen 5. What do you have in Gen 5, Maximus? Gen 5. Uh, oh, it's just, that, it's just that they fixed the gender ratio in Gen 6, that's all. Okay. <sighs> that is so it, it's literally gen. any, it's literally any Pokemon prior to Gen 6. Mm. I have no idea. Do you? Mm-mm. You have the hint as well. We're gonna have to go for the hints for the very first question. Let's go ahead. Oh, and get that. Nah, I mean, to be fair, these questions aren't these questions aren't in any particular order of difficulty. I'm gonna start doing that, but like next next trivia cycle. So okay. Um, but the the right now the um so the hint for this one would be this Pokemon also changes type upon evolution. Um, and Ooh. it is uh it is a Pokemon that was like tacked onto an evolution line. Oh, so, so like it could be a Tanga hmm. growth. So uh, it was a, it was a, it was essentially a Pokemon that had it was either a baby Pokemon or an evolution that was added. Um, do you think <clears throat> it's Jinx? Uh, Jinx. I thought all Smoochum were female. So all Moochums are female. Well, I know. What about Jinx? Are all Jinx female? Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought all Jinx were female. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Mime. What about wait? What about, what about Mr. Mime? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mr. Mime. Maybe Mr. Mime is supposed to be more Mr. The tiny one. I forgot his name. Uh, Mime Junior. And then when he evolves, yeah. it actually Mr. Mime required a fifty-fifty. Hmm. You want to go with Mr. Mime? You can go for Mr. Mime. Okay. That's your Mr. final Mime answer. But there's also what? another one in my back of my. I was thinking Tyrogue, but because I know all the Hitmon chans or Hitmon, Hitmons are male, but I didn't know the Hitmon chan. I, mean, I didn't know if Tyro was male or female. Oh, but you got that's, me. That's, yeah, that was in the back of my mind. Yeah. 
But so is your final an- what's your final answer? Is it uh is it Miss Mime Junior? Yeah, you want to just go with that one because I'm more sure of that one than I am the other one. Me too. Yeah, let's do that one. That is unfortunately oh. incorrect. Uh, the answer is actually a Zuril to Meryl. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, remember, I also told you it changed type. Uh, oh. Changed right, types. we forgot about that little detail. Uh, so it's, uh, so a Zuril, um, is a normal type, and when it evolved, it used to have like a 75, 25% chance for a Zuril, but when you got to Meryl, it was 50 50. And mm. so what would happen is 25% of the time, your Pokemon would flip gender- genders. Wow, never so, heard about this until today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never, um, never even noticed it. It, it was just it was an oversight when they programmed it in. Okay. All right. So I think the, I think you'll get the rest of these today. So hopefully you can fi- you can close out with five points. That's so. What is the last Pokemon in the Kalos Pokedex? What is the last Pokemon in the Kalos Pokedex? In, in the Kalos Pokedex. It, this includes not, not, this includes mythicals. Uh-oh. And not the national, right? Not the national, Kalos. Oh, damn it, right. Um. Oh, definitely has to be something special. It was uh, Hoopa? No, Hoopa's in the national, wasn't it? No, it wasn't in the Kalos. The mythical Kalos. Pokemon get add on, get added into these decks. I'm yeah, almost certain. They, yeah, they got in. It, it was either Hoopa or uh, Volcanion. Which one was revealed first? I thought Hoopa was revealed first. Uh, then it has to be Volcano. I know because I'm pretty sure we, I'm pretty sure we got Hoopa before Ooh, we got Volcano. What about Magirna? Magirna never showed up in Gen Six, right? No, Magirna started in, in Gen. It was revealed during Gen Six, but it was never added to the game itself until Sun and Moon came out. Uh, my my money is on. I am sixty percent sure it's Volcanium because I think Volcano was the last last Pokemon revealed in Gen Six. Um, or my gear now, for whatever reason, it might pop up on the Pokedex and Kalos, although I have no reason to think why. I don't know if in Japan it was, uh, it was added in, in the sixth, in sixth gen, and we got it here in seventh. I, I don't know. I need an answer, guys. Yeah. Take a swing. Which one, which one do you feel more comfortable uh, I feel Volcanian, like it's a little more probable. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yeah. I am going to accept that as an answer. I will mark it as correct because that's what I have, but it was a poorly researched question. So, oh, okay. Uh, the answer is actually, um, it depends on how you look at it because the Kalos decks actually gets broken up into three places. Um, there are some surprising entries oh. in there, and the mythical <laughs> oh Pokemon don't actually get put into it. Um, oh. so, uh, but Mewtwo is actually at the end as well as what? Uh, the legendary birds. Fun fact. But it's fine. I'm giving you Volcanion because it was a poorly researched question on my part. So okay, Woof. Uh, <laughs> that's the bullet right there. Okay, so these last this next question has to do with the topic today. We're talking about Gen Four today. So yeah. uh, I want to ask you guys. So Pokemon has a long-standing tradition of putting the home console uh, or putting a home console into the player character's room. Uh, the most recent version of this would be an Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. You see that there's a switch in the player character's room, right? Um, so in Diamond and Pearl, what was the console in the player character's room? I think it was a Wii. It had to be the DS. Yeah, the DS was out, but I know that one. The DS was, I think it was the Wii, and I tell you why. Because Pokemon Revolution was the, the, the Pokemon game that came out for the Wii for fourth gen, because I remember, because Paul Kiandiaga wore the, 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 the Pokemon on the, on the front. The poster child. <laughs> the poster child for Pokemon Revolution. So, I love that description. 
Oh, what was that? I love that description of them being on the box art, you know? Yeah, that's, they, that's they were on the box art, so it, it means that that revolution was was fourth, fourth gen, which means that in fourth gen, it must have been a uh, Wii. At the very worst, in Diamond and Pearl, it must have been a GameCube, and then when Platinum came out, it was a, it's a, it was a Wii. But I'm going with Wii. Okay, yeah. I, thought the game, I thought the GameCube was in Generation uh, 3. Uh, yeah. The GameCube was in Generation 3. That's where we got um, DX. But that was Lugia or Intent, but uh, I remember. And Coliseum. And then we had Coliseum, yep. Is that your final so answer, then? The Is Wii your final you answer? You know, it's funny. If the answer ends up being a, a Wii with a DS next to it, that'd be so funny. <laughs> okay, so okay, is Wii your final answer? It, yeah. That is correct. So that's yes. the second point for you guys. Uh, it is a Wii in the in the room because of exactly the reasons you stated. That was the current home console. Actually, I think, yep. fun piece of trivia, the first time it's ever switched between games in the same generation was literally what, Gen now? 7. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the first time. Oh, yeah. We have to switch and then so, switch. And, uh, so hopefully mm-hmm. who's ever on next, whoever is on next week uh, remembers that because I'll use it as a trivia question. So, <laughs> all right. They better be listening. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna catch okay. him if, you, if they. Yeah, didn't. I'm gonna catch him. They'll know. Like every, they'll be exposed. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Question. Uh, question number four. Uh, this one's worth two points if you get one for each answer. So there are two Pokemon tied for the heaviest Pokemon of all time. Who are they? One point for each. Wait, are we counting legendaries? Yeah, absolutely. Heaviest and Groudon and Primal Groudon it includes Megas, right? And Primal. Uh, yes. Yeah, but it's that it's the heaviest Pokemon, heaviest Pokemon ever. What do you think? Heaviest Pokemon ever, 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 ever. It's not Waylord, even though it's the biggest. Um, it's Groundon is known for being extremely ridiculously heavy, but I don't know how much heavier he is other uh, compared to others. Um, uh, what do you think? First one was Groundon, but let's see. Wait, what's that? The uh, uh, crap! Stack, I keep forgetting his name. Stack attack. Just a little stack attacker. I don't even know what his weight is. Oh, uh, he looks heavy. I don't know. Um, I'm. Uh, that's. I mean, that's the only one I can. Uh, I can think of uh, because regarding all the Palkia, the Yaga, they're not that heavy. Um, neither does the Gen Six Legendaries and all the all the. Uh, Gen 7 Pokemon, I don't think they can recall. Maybe uh, Psyguard. Uh, but other than them, I mean, Groundon is the only one that comes to mind being, like, extremely heavy. I'm gonna um, need I might answer. be wrong. Come on, help me out here. Yeah. I say go stack attack, just because I don't even know what his weight is. Well, I'm going to go with yours, because I'm not 100% sure either, so you so go you with said, this one. So you said Primal, Groudon, and Stack Attack? Are yeah. those your answers? We're between those two. Yeah. Well, it's, it, you get to choose two. Two of them oh, are tied. Yeah, I said two of them yeah, are tied. It's one point for each. Then those, then those, yeah, those two. So that is unfortunately incorrect on both accounts. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, Primal Groudon used to be the heaviest Pokemon ever at uh, 997, 999.7 kilograms. However, in Generation 7, we got two Pokemon. Cosmoem which is 999.9 kilograms, and Celesteela at 999.9 kilograms, which is also 2,204.4 pounds, 
which is 0.4 pounds heavier than Primal Groudon. Those two are now the heaviest Dang Pokemon it. in all of Pokemon. Gen 7, I hate you. All right. So for a third point, though, we're going to go ahead and do our last question. Our last question, as always, is always a base stack question. So I want to know what what ground-type Pokemon has the highest base special defense? What special defense? Highest, highest base ground. special defense ground-type. I think it's Psyguard. Um, Psyguard... Uh, another one might Special be... defense. I feel like there's another one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, the clay doll. Is that your I final answer? No, no, no. I don't know if it's special defense. I feel like there's another one. Okay. Um, what do you know? What, what do you think, Maximus? Uh, wait a minute. Um, what's Mud, what's Mudsdale? I know it's bulky all around. Uh, Mudsdale? I don't. Yeah. I don't know much about Mudsdale. Uh, whether his special defense is high or not. I should know this because it's my favorite Gen Seven Pokemon. Uh, I should. Know this. Uh, my my money goes either to Psyguard because it's a legendary and it can be really powerful, or uh, Clay Doll because it's a Pokemon that uses special as its mechish thing. So I would guess that it had a higher special defense than normal. Other than that, I'm. I'm drawing a blank here. I'm going to need a final answer. What do you think, Maximus? Psyguard? We can go with Psyguard. Psyguard it is. Oh, that hurts me, because oh. that is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is Claydol. I knew oh. Claydol has a base 120 <laughs> special defense. The next highest is actually Mega Swampert with 110. I don't even I know where Zygarde is. Oh, I man. Knew it. I knew it. Zygarde, Zygarde's a base 95. So it's it's 25 points short. It was played out. That's two points for you guys today. Um, <laughs> okay, well, so, so I, I, be it. <laughs> I'm so sorry to both of you. Um, it's fine. So let, me, let me add these points in. It does change the standings if it makes you feel any better. Um, sure, sure. It it changes the standings around, so yeah, um, we are officially the worst trivia. Uh, kind of, <laughs> yeah. The standing changes, uh, but I mean, it it ranks a couple of you up, so that's fine. So in first place, <laughs> we have Doctor Shamu with twenty four points. In second place, tied for second place, by the way, are Jushiro and Basket with thirteen points. In Almost. fourth place, we have Whimsicott with ten points. In fifth place, we have Sublime with nine points. In sixth, we have Scrawn with eight. In seventh place, we have Maximus with six. Viger is in eighth with five. Snag in ninth with two. And Gator in tenth with one. And that is going to be it for this episode of Pokemon's Poke Quiz. Tune in next week for another exciting issue. It's going to be Christmas. Maybe I should get Christmas questions. Yeah. So, Deli bird next- questions only. Only it's the answer to all seven, six of them are Delibird. One of them, one of them is Delibird twice. Yeah. Um. And so there we go. Um. Who who complained about that to me? Somebody mentioned to me they're like, you know, every Christmas you do Delibird as the Pokemon of the episode. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but, but you know what? Just because you brought that up to me, guess what the Pokemon of the episode is going to be? Uh, maybe it won't be Delibird. But like, how many uh, Christmas Pokemon are there really? I, mean, I can think honestly, of three. Right. You're not wrong. I mean, we'll do a Bomba Snow. You know, that's a Christmas tree. We got, um, got Bomba Snow, Mega Sceptile, and Delibird. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. So that's going to be it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. 
like I said, next week we'll have more. We'll see who gets ahead. So that is going to be it for this. We're going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube slash pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to the topic. The topic today, for those of you who have not read the episode title, is a po- Gen 4, a retrospective. We wanted to go ahead and jump into the Gen 4. A.K.A. Back in Gen 4. Back in Gen 4, the episode. So we're going we're gonna to talk like I'm 16 again, and we're, <laughs> we're going to pretend that... Uh, Tell me three, that. How good about, is Torterra? Yeah, Torterra's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... So uh, I, we wanted to do this because the TCG set, the next one, Ultra Prism, has a bunch of Gen 4 influence into it. Gen 4 is yeah, obviously yeah. the next game that's going to be remade at some point. I don't think it's going to happen in the near future, but I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Uh, those games are also, like, I think they're 10 years old at this point. I Over think 10, so. They're, yeah. Well, they're, ele- they're technically 11, I believe, because they came out in 2006 in Japan. Yeah, so they the- can they can actually go on their own Pokemon adventure now. Yeah, isn't that scary? <laughs> isn't that just real scary? Yep. So yep. I just want to I wanted to jump into it because Gen Four is obviously the place where this podcast started, and I think it's a nice place just to kind of go before the holidays, before Puckle Ten as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a very timely topic. So let's let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> so I want to ask you guys because I know both of you have played Gen Four. Yeah. Um, I just want to know: Would you guys say you enjoyed Gen Four? Like, as a so, Pokemon game, did you enjoy it? So, I'm going to tell you straight up, yes. Okay. Uh, I I do not understand, and uh, this is completely me being sincere, I do not understand the hate that Gen 4 gets. Uh, I can understand the hate that goes to 3rd Gen. I can understand the hate that goes to 5th Gen sometimes, some people. 4th Gen, to me, was the Pokemon game that brought me back to Pokemon. Uh, I was extremely dissatisfied with Gen 3. Um, I really did not enjoy it. Um, I, I it, just, it wasn't <laughs> my Maximus thing. right here. I know, I know. I, I hate Maximus. Break on Gen three. Maximus <laughs> had a good answer. Like we were, we were talking to PuckleCon about Gen three. Maximus actually has a really good answer for this one. So what, yeah. we'll what, we'll let you finish, and I want to hear Maximus's yeah. on that. So, but Gen four was the one that finally brought me back, where I finally got excited about Pokemon once again. That I really liked the changes done, not only. Uh, the, the the fruff on the outside, but all the mechanics change in the backs in uh, in the engine, as they say, um, mm-hmm. was really really good to me, and and I love it. I, it's one of my favorites. I mean, it's it's right up there, top top four at least. <laughs> um, so I I really don't understand the hate. I really don't, but I loved it. Okay, I want to switch back to Maximus though, and for a quick second, I want you to explain to everybody like your reasoning about the whole Gen three thing. It's all about the timing mechanics for the most part. Notice on every other system, there have been multiple Pokemon games on on every pretty much every, every other platform. Yeah. The Game Boy platform, the DS platform, and now even the 3DS platform. Every other platform had, let's say, a new new game. And mm-hmm. I mean new game. I'm not talking about remakes like 
Leaf Green and, and well, Leaf Green and like uh, Fire Red. Every other generation had two or more Pokemon games on it. Yeah, there original. Were like, there were there were gener- there were two generations on every console except for GBA. Right, yeah. and as far as the timing and mechanics, it was the time it was the time of systems because with the advanced systems, there are different let's say aspects. And it was also getting that hate as the restart point. Because from Gen 3, you know how everybody can just take your Pokemon from Gen 3 and technically now Gen 2 and 1, thanks to Virtual Console on the 3DS. But Gen 3 was the ultimate restart for Pokemon. They were trying something new, and they were trying to build a foundation, trying to make each generation better than before. So I know how people are saying Gen 1 started it all. Gen 1 is the one that revolutionized Pokemon. Well, in a way, Gen 3 did the same thing from starting over from scratch. They, they were pretty much going in blind with the GBA. Don't, they didn't know what kind of reaction they were going to get out the fan base. And they knew it wasn't going to be positive as soon as they told us that. <laughs> we weren't going to be able to bring our Pokemon from Gen 1 and Gen 2 on gold and silver, fire, uh, and yeah. red, blue, I think that was actually. I think they actually uh, recently had an interview where they were talking about that. I think maybe it was by recently. I mean within the past like three years, three four years. I think it might have been when the PokeBank thing happened when they announced it. Yeah. Um, and they actually said like their biggest regret was that they didn't allow trading between those games. That they didn't figure it out. That was their yeah. biggest regret, like of all time in Pokemon. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That was that was a huge thing. I mean, I yeah, that's probably why it left a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, I I, I agree that that like outside of uh, that mechanic, if we were to look at Gen three objectively, yes, it was probably a decent game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, even and, and I hate that we continue on <laughs> talking about third gen when we're supposed to be yeah, talking about fourth gen. Yeah, exactly. But to, to to cap it out, uh, it, it for me it even uh, uh, cemented the fact that I really did not like. I mean, I still like it. Yes, it's a Pokemon game. I'll play it. But when Omega Alpha, uh, uh, Omega, Omega Ruby and Alpha, Alpha yeah, yeah, came yeah. out, I did not find enjoyment uh, the same enjoyment in that, those games either. Um, and it just to me it just cemented the fact that yeah, I just did not like three third gen at all. I, I think no, that was just. No. I think it's because, for lack of a better word, uh, we're we're old and like and fussy, Jushiro. Because yeah. I mean, like we said, we you and I were talking, uh, and we were talking about how uh, we we really like Gen Two because we we were like young enough that that was like the game at the time. Mm-hmm. The play was Gen Two, so like Heart Gold Soul Silver comes out, that, that's our game, right? Um, yep. But you have to remember when Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby came out. It was uh, three years ago now at this point. That was three years ago, and that's about the age – people that were the same age as we were in Gen 2 were, were the age that we were when Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver came out, when Al- Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. And so they're just like, these are our games. This is this was the generation that we remember we grew up with. And I think the be- the perfect person like in our circle that we know personally to emphasize this point to any of us would be Ethan, honestly. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, because Ethan said, these are the games I grew up with. These are the things. And I think if we go to the Discord chat, I think we could find similar sentiment in some of our younger fans, like Uncle Oshawott and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we could find But anyway, yeah. Fourth gen. Yeah, fourth gen. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it, Maximus? Oh, yeah. I had fun with fourth gen. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's all I care about. <laughs> I just keep it simple with that. No, no, I have nothing negative on fourth gen. It's yeah. fifth gen I have a few issues with. Yeah. That's another uh, story for another day. 
I, I think that question obviously is a, is a resounding yes for me as well. We ha- it's gone so far that we have the meme back and forth gen, right? And yep. so, I, I mean, these games, in my opinion, are fantastic. I don't think they're, I don't think they're like pinnacle Pokemon by any means, but mm-hmm. I think they, I obviously think they were good. So let's keep that in mind. So uh, next question I have for you guys is, uh, was there anything in particular about these games that stood out to you? Yes. Okay. Again, what happened in the engine room? The main thing that really hyped me, hyped, in fact, it's, and I think we can agree in this, that is the reason why it got me into competitive back then. It's the first time I actually started training Pokemon uh, because it, I felt that the mechanic was fine and perfected was the fact that they changed, the, they added the, the special attack and attack divided. The, the, yeah, they uh, added the they, split for physical and special, which was Exactly. Huge. And then yeah. um, before those, for those of you who don't know, before 4th uh, Gen, um, there were all the types in themselves were tied to either physical or special, meaning fire, water, uh, grass was always going to be special. No, so I think fire, grass was physical. Let me double check that though. Um, I, I don't remember that. Anyway, I think but, grass was physical, but, but I, example, I, uh, somebody's yelling at their car radio right now, and like probably. It's fine. But for example, um, fire punch was a special move. It was not a physical move. So that w- that really irked me because there were Pokemon that were so good but useless because their type did not go with their stats. One example is Rapidash. Rapidash with decent stats, uh, uh, legit uh, fast, um, it, but it had a high attack. Time out, time out, time out. I heard you talking good things about Rapidash. Well, back and in the day, I was thinking, yeah, sorry. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. It's an example, um, though. It's an example. Rapidash has imagine- literally always been and always will be the budget Arcanine. <laughs> okay, Arcanine. Are you happy? <laughs> yes, I'm much okay. happier with Arcanine. Arcanine. Let's check into Arcanine. <laughs> Same thing. Arcanine had decent stats, but its attack, well, it was its highest attack uh, stat, and but because fire was special, it couldn't really use its fire move good in comes fourth gen and said no 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 now actually each move not the type itself is going to be divided for physical and special that means that fire punch will do physical damage while fire flamethrower will do special damage and to me it was like that's it that's what you guys need to do now legit more pokemon are usable because that's the way it should have been from the start yeah mm-hmm. what, what about you maximus anything particular stand out to you well, the step, well, like you said, the move division, the well, composition change that really, really um, fired up the game. But as far as like things I enjoyed the most, the underground. Oh my gosh! You're oh not- yeah, I love the underground. Yes. Like back when I was in, well, when I was in school, me and my friends, we had a clique. We would just go on the underground like crazy, bring our teams. Get, have them ready and just start digging away. I feel like we were like there were actually I think six or seven of us. We called ourselves the Dwarves, <laughs> and then we just started going away since we were small kids at the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. No, I no, I yeah, the that. underground was legit fun. The fact mm-hmm. that you could just chip away on on fossils. It's the first time where you could actually hunt for fossils, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and every yep. other game before that, it was like you have you have to look for someone to give you those fossils. You could only choose one out of the two options. Now, in for, well, you can still you can still only choose one. You only got one of the two options, I believe, still in okay. Gen Four. I think it was I think it was locked into which ones you could get by but which I version think you when bought. When you finished the game, like most of the fossils were available. Maybe one or two. Yeah, I'm were not. Like, let me. I, I don't remember, honestly. The underground was fantastic, though, especially if you wanted... Uh, mm-hmm. th- so, like, I feel like that was also the end of, like, fun quests to get Pokemon as well. Uh, I was yep. I was about to hit upon this when we were talking about 
events in games and stuff like that because Gen 4 was the last time we got games that were unlocked by items and mm-hmm. I so Spirit Tomb is honestly one of these things like you had to do a weird thing to go unlock it so Spirit Tomb you needed an odd keystone I think you get one in game just by picking it up but you could also find extras in the underground um, mm. but the way that you could catch Spirit Tomb is after you have that odd keystone you need to beat 30 people down in the underground wow and yeah yeah and so you have to meet 30 people, which would have been fine in like Maximus's situation. I remember my first time though, I had two DSs and I had one cartridge in one and one cartridge in the other. And I just had my guy go up and down through the underground 30 times and meet the other person. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and that gave me, uh, that gave me the 30 points I, or that gave me the 30 in- in meetings I needed and I could go catch Spirit Tomb. And yep. another, another example of this, and one that's probably much more familiar to everybody, would be one, the Darkrai event, where you had to go get the item yes. to take you to another island to go catch Ar- mm-hmm. uh, go catch Darkrai. Another with the Shaman, you got the Professor Oak's letter, and you got to go do that. And then the yep. unused Azure Flute to go get Arceus. Um, and so that was all really cool, and I really like that. Like, it, even though it was, it literally just resulted in going to a place to go catch the Pokemon anyway. I really like that there was a little bit extra you had to do to go er- earn because that these are mythical Pokemon. You want to exactly. have an adventure in order to catch them, no matter how uh, bad the adventure might be. It's still better for someone showing up on a Pokemon Center. Hey, you are you uh, are you red here? Here's a mythical Pokemon that absolutely no one has seen in their lives, but I'm just gonna hand it to you by mail. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, the big thing that I actually went ahead and I, I'd like that, like I think they can do to like resolve this issue, at least make it better for me. Right, I don't yeah. care about everybody else, but for me, um, I so I'm okay with them just handing you mythical Pokemon in the generation they're introduced in. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm not okay with right now is something like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and now Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, where you go catch all of these legendary Pokemon just through like a wormhole or something like that. I mean, it's essentially okay. a wormhole in both versions, right? Just different ways to access them. Yeah. Um, what they could do instead of just doing that. Is maybe maybe instead of just going to some like generic wormhole, you go through a wormhole that says, "Hey, you need to go through this small little dungeon," and then at the end you see Mewtwo. At the end you yep. see Kyogre, yep. right? And here's the thing: and you were this goes to what we might expect that we were talking uh, in the news that we like how anime is more anime, and mm-hmm. Pokemon has done its work to feel more RPG more um, for Gen Eight. One possible thing that I will absolutely love in our in this same theme is the fact that hey, maybe you can get quests. In order to get Mewtwo, you first have to go to this town, talk to this guy, maybe do a small thing, and he'll give you the quest to find Mewtwo. You can't get right? Mewtwo without that quest. And then that is exciting because you're on a quest to find Mewtwo. Um, and it's, you know, it's not just go there and Mewtwo's there. Just go to point A and you find clues. You, you go to the, the uh, Cinnabar Island. You read the, the, the journal um, mm-hmm. it, and with all the things. Then you go to point B and then point C and then at point D you find Mewtwo and you battle him and you trap him. That's what the experience we would like for legendaries to be an overall yeah. in Pokemon. I, I agree. I, I agree entirely. So I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm blown away. You're, you're exactly right. So uh, back to the fossil thing real quick, you can get unlimited and everything. I was wrong. She sure was right. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't remember because I remember I was really hyped for the first time ever. For no. Fossils. Yeah. You're right. that I never cared for them because yeah, I could you... actually <laughs> hunt them down by mining that on mm-hmm. the underground. So I, uh, it was fun for me, uh, real fun, honestly. Yeah, they made them all unlimited in every game ever since then. 
Um, yep. Except it for uh, stupid. it's stupid because it's stupid to have only yeah. one available for each game because they always suck except Aerodactyl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they all suck. So why do you make me choose out of two? Ty- Tyrantrum's not all? bad. Tyrantrum's not bad. I oh, mean, t- oh. Bad? you get like a sticky web and then Tyrantrum. Yeah, star. I think Tyrantrum's <laughs> not bad at all. Oh, that, that attack is so powerful. Yeah, I don't think oh, Tyrantrum's terrible. Cool. Mm-hmm. Aerodactyl's anyway. good, obviously, but it's it's not Tyr- like Tyrantrum's not the same thing, but it, mm-hmm. it's good still. Mm, it, it's better. It's better than like Avastar. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you also get stuff like down below. Too. Hey, 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 our Lord and Savior, that's don't you ever blasphemy like this ever again. Oh, I'll do whatever I want. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, all right, all right. Moving on though. Um, so uh, I think I think another thing that I wanted to bring up <clears throat> and ask you guys. Uh, if you think that just like Gen 3 and like how there was like context surrounding our like slash dislike of them, like we were discussing, um, do you think that same thing could be applied to Diamond and Pearl? Like, do, do, you think, honest... do you think they've, do you think, do you think they've aged okay or not okay? No, no, they didn't age okay, but that's completely artistic, in my opinion, artistically wise and graphic wise, they did not age okay. But that, at that point, it really, really didn't matter because it, when they, the games came out, they were hell better than the previous ones, graphically and art-wise. Mm-hmm. But this is a situation where I might leave to Maximus, because when I was describing at the beginning of the topic section, I legit don't know the hate. I, I found out that, that there was hate around Gen 4 when I joined Puckle. <laughs> to me, <laughs> I mean, I, in, I'm not surprised, right? <laughs> to me, Gen 4 was among one of the better ones. Again, it's the one that saved my love for Pokemon if it weren't for Gen 4. And and how they did things, I might not be here talking Pokemon with you guys. It is that important for me. It is the Pokemon game that decided that really cemented my love for the game, which will go on until I'm 85 years old. <laughs> what about you, Maximus? What do you think? Gen 4 was a fun experience for me. It was the first time I really got to interact with my friends, really, when it came to Pokemon. It brought us all together. I mean, we didn't have to use a stinking cable cord. Or we all didn't have to be gathered around trying not to go too far from each other. Well, as far as like, like trying to make sure nothing got unplugged or yeah, no one had to. Yeah, like we all were able to just come together in a circle at the lunch table, yeah. play with each other, okay, hang on, and uh, interact with one another, and just have fun. Mm-hmm. And when it came down mm-hmm. to it, if Pokemon can do that, that's a good game. Yeah, no, yeah, I, find I, friends I, and have fun. I think so. I, like I said, this is just the generation that like brought Puckle about, and that was that was due to my um, the big thing that happened at the time. Uh, obviously, it's not as impressive now, though. Well, in Gen Six, it's not as impressive. In Gen Seven, with Festival Plaza, it probably is. Uh, but they used to have the whole. That was the first game that utilized the internet to battle over the internet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 like as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, that means there's room for communities to like have tournaments and stuff like that. And you'd have like a yes. huge, like a really good time playing Pokemon and stuff like that. So that's what that's where Puckle came from. It was it was literally like, hey, we can do this. We can play online with people. We can hang out. And that's uh, I mean that spirit still carries it around today, right? In the Discord server and everything, you can yeah. go and you can battle whenever you want. We have tournaments all the time. That same thing. I'm, I'm really glad that we actually have tournaments and people that show up to them instead of just like me and like a couple of guys in somebody's basement. But uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, it, it that was the thing that did it. Like that, I think with the time, it was definitely something that was incredibly inspirational. Just like, hey, we can make a community now. We can all interact. We don't have to be in the same room. And that I think that yeah. was the bigger thing, right? 
not having to be in the same room finally made it easier for those quote unquote closet Pokemon fans to come out and like become Pokemon fans. And and I think and I think one more and sorry to interrupt you, Thatch. One important note that you just said it right there is that Pokemon for us that started in 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 uh, red and blue, right, all the way, and mm-hmm. have been fought by I've, I've been like that. I bought every single game on lunch, no, with no, no exceptions. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl also came at a time where I was in college, and in college, I've seen these memes online. I always like it's like when you're in school, you're you know you're with the nerds and they make fun of you for playing Pokemon. Once you hit college, it's like oh. You play Pokemon, I play Pokemon, let's play Pokemon. And suddenly you have lots of friends who play Pokemon because it's no longer something that people, you know, shun, at least not in that Mm -hmm. aspect. And Diamond Pearl, for me at least, that was that game where I was in college playing Pokemon and I found legit friends that people, lots of them in college, that just enjoyed and loved Pokemon just like me. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think just... Having that, this the, just having that experience to be able to like connect more. That's what Pokemon's all about, right? I, mm-hmm. I think I think more than anything, especially for us, is that Pokemon's about connecting and finding other people to play Pokemon with. And yeah. and I think these games were the first in. It, they took the biggest step forward in that in the online play scenario. Like once Pokemon came, became an online game, I think that was the moment. It was just like, okay, we can do something with this. And yeah. I'm really happy that it did, obviously. I mean, we're still here 10 years later. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I think the problem with Pokemon, well, not the problem, the situation around Diamond or Pro is the same situation as Batman and Dark Knight. It was not the Pokemon game we wanted, but it was the Pokemon game we deserved. Exactly. Uh, and we needed honestly. it at that time. I think, uh, and it really did, for me, save the franchise for me. I think it was a, it was a really good entry. And it did a lot to move forward the game. In terms of making it more competitive it, with the special physical split, it added the online functionalities. And I, I mean, we could we could sit here and digress about the story and how like Cyrus was kind of just like not that exciting of a character or something like that. But but he was the first evil, 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 evil character, though, with really uh, evil intentions. It, it depends. He wanted to dep- kill everyone. It depends if you think like, you know, flooding the earth or something is horrible or not. But it's uh, I, I mean we could we could talk we could sit here and debate that all day uh, and uh, I mean I I think the mechanics overall are what we can walk away with from most Pokemon yeah. games if you think if we think about most Pokemon games what we're gonna walk away with are the mechanics and how it helped the series move forward because I mean we're not gonna sit down and be like man you want to play Diamond and Pearl right now and then we can battle later no we're not gonna sit down and do that yeah. we're we're gonna sit here and be like Gen Four brought us this and I think I think those are the important lessons to take away. Um, I agree. and I mean, we could, like I said, we could, we could discuss story and how it was weak or strong or something like that. Uh, it definitely was better than gen six. Let me tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> wait, you're telling me that gen six had a story. Did you forget? Because I almost did. And so, who's Ramos, right? Please answer this question. Who's Ramos? Who's Ramos? All right. So I, I think that's a good place to stop. We'll, we'll stop there guys. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you guys with the Pokemon of the episode. Are you craving some tasty tidbits of Tim Paul? Have you been dreaming of Deli Bird Deli sandwiches? What about some of the softest slowpoke tails around? Well, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where you can pick up all these items and more for $5.99 and higher. Also, check out our new Corsola Cola fountain drinks. 
They won't make your gums bleed. Head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Poke of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 804, Naganadel, the Poison Pin Pokemon. <clears throat> it's Ultra Moon's Pokedex states that a one-of-kind Ultra Beast. It's fire a-glowing, venomous liquid from its needles. This liquid is also immensely adhesive. So Naganadel was one of the new Ultra Beasts introduced in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, in addition to Blacephalon and Stakataka. If you've played OU, you've most likely not seen it recently. That's because it got quick banned to Ubers. And this is yep. because Naganadel's speed tier is fantastic. So Naganadel's base stats, its HP, attack, defense, and special defense are all base 73. Its special attack stat is base 127, and speed is base 121. Now, let's take a look at those two stats real quick. Base 121 speed is nuts. That puts it in such a good speed tier. It outruns so many things without a boost. Because, I mean, your typical baseline for, like, something good, I would say, is 100. Oh, but wow. Then, at, at 121, you're outrunning a number of things outside of, like, Crobat. Um, Jolteon. Jolteon's not being outrun by it, but you're not running either of those to take out a Naganadel. Watch your mouth. And so, I'll do what I want with my Jolteon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Naganadel might be able to, like, or uh, Jolteon might be able to, like, use hidden power ice or something, but that's about it. And, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, that, it still hurts. That's what's yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can definitely beat it with, like, a speed boost or something like that, but it forces a speed boost to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean that's why it got bumped up to Ubers because there's plenty of things up there that can outrun it, and so, <laughs> um, so uh, you can run this one pretty easily. I know we were talking about Stack Attacker earlier and like playing with the with the EVs and IVs, but you can very easily with Naganadel just start getting Beast Boost for its special attack, right? And that's the yeah. big thing. And this is one of the only um, this is one of the only uh, Ultra Beasts, and I think in addition to like Cartana that gets like a um, attack boosting move. Um, it gets access to Nasty Plot. So, like, Nasty Plot plus base 121 speed plus Beast Boost just makes it an insane Pokemon. Because the idea is here, like, if you get a free turn, you click Nasty Plot. And then wow. you can go ahead and just go to town. So, like, that that's the basic Uber set. So, like, if we look at the Uber set, um, you can go ahead, throw a Dragonium Z on it, by the way, because you want, like, Draco Z Draco Meteor all day, every day. You run Timid so wow. you can go fast. You get uh, you get 252 special attack, 252 speed, four special defense because you have four. Why why not put in the special defense? And um, you you can get Draco Sludge Wave, Nasty Plot, Fire Blast. Now that is just a nuts combination of moves. First of all, that's really good coverage with the Fire Blast. Um, and if you can do a Z Z Draco with a base 127 attack after a Nasty Plot, you're getting a KO. Like that's a free KO. That's scary. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is. And then on top of that, after you get the KO, that's another that's another special attack boost, right? And you're just you're just going to town, guys. You're just going to town. Tell me when you want to stop. Um <laughs> because can't you're stop. Just, won't stop. You can't stop, won't stop, because you're just your your Draco meters might be dropping your special attack, but you got nasty plot. You had a nasty plot up. So you could just drop a Draco whenever you want after that uh Dragonium Z or the devastating Drake. So um, it's, I mean, it's a good Pokemon. It's, it's scary. And that, that's why I got put to Ubers because this set was being run in OU and it was definitely just destroying everything. Yeah. 
And so it got bumped up. So uh, another meta in which this isn't banned, though, is VGC 18. Um, mm. I, I am currently running one, actually, in VGC 18 on my on my VGC 18 team. Because I found a way to throw it in chalk, essentially. <laughs> and so I've been running a set very similar to uh, one of the, uh, to this one. It's uh, Naganadel. Uh, I have it holding a Focus Sash so it can take a hit in VGC, like an Earthquake, because Lando. Yeah. And um, 4 HP, 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, uh, 0 Attack, because Foul Play is a thing. And I use it for a couple of things. One, it's really good just to hit some things real easy. Um, it's a poison type. So you get to hit Tapu Coco, Tapu Fini, Tapu Lele, Tapu uh, Bulu, all for super effective damage with Sludge Bomb, right? That's really nice. I love that. So you run Sludge Bomb. I also run Hidden Power Ice for Lando because if you're at plus two, who cares? You're going to knock out Lando with Hidden Power Ice. Um, I also run Tailwind for uh for speed control and then the other move i also run is uh you can run protect but i also really like running um uh what is it i like running flamethrower just so it can't be you can't be walled by celestila yeah i find that really nice so you can also swap snarl in there snarl's fun sometimes so that 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 can work out but that's that's typically it like naganadel is just really fast and it's really good for that reason it's not as good in uh vgc i find because it gets walled out by a couple of things, but um, you, it's it's good though. It's still a lot of fun. I mean, for tailwind control, uh, speed control is king. That's like my play style in VGC. I really like playing speed control, and this is a really good way to do it. Hmm. So uh, th- let's move on to the TCG though, because Naganadel is happening in the TCG. <sighs> and I would like to, since we've already talked so much amazing things about uh, Naganadel in the, in the VGC, uh, I, I really am sorry that we have to move to TCG and tell you that it's equally as ridiculous. It's absurd. <laughs> it is absurd. It, it's I. Well, anyway, Naganadel GX is coming in Ultra Prism, um, and um, wow. Uh, well, it's not yet known if it's coming in Ultra Prism. I think it's. Uh, it's, it's in like still, an extra set. It was like Sun and Moon Five Plus or whatever. Which it was. means that you we will we will know if we don't know already, and I'm just not informed. But we will know closer to the date whether or not we're gonna get Neganel. Yeah, uh, Neganadel. Uh, but anyway, go back. Going back to the day, it's a psychic stage one with 210 HP, which is ridiculous. that's standard. That's, st- that's that's standard, standard for a stage still one. Pretty ridiculous. Um, it's psychic. Being psychic means it's also weakness to psychic, of course, because it's poison, um, hmm. which is a problem against guard border. But it can defend itself pretty much against guard border because its first attack, Beast Ride. Yes, you heard right. Uh, we're one colonist. Yes, you heard right again. Twenty damage times the amount of Ultra Beast you have in play, which counts itself, meaning that if you have a full bench of Ultra Beast, he's doing a almost solid 120 damage now mm-hmm. i that that math i'm kind of annoyed uh i would have preferred 130 because 130 would have uh preferably knocked things out uh in that tier um such as the um oh my god the uh the vika vaults and and other uh, yeah that require that it's, well vika vault vika vaults like 150 i think i think uh, there's a lot of 130 pokemon oh the volcanians for example i think those yeah the baby volcanians uh yeah. the veltas uh i don't know uh, whatever anyway it's the 130 would have been better than uh 120 however uh let us not forget that we have things that it can pump it up which we'll get there in a second its second attack is nothing that great uh one psychic two colorless uh jet tackle 
110, and this attack is ineffective by resistance, which is really uh, interesting if you're fighting against Metagross, I guess, which is resistant yeah. and psychic. But other than that, um, ugh, I, I would have preferred something else. The um, GX attack, though. Yes. So the GX attack is where things get off the rail crazy. Uh, Stinger GX, which only requires three colorless, which is worth noting, each player shuffles their prize cards into their deck. Then each player takes three cards from the top of their deck and puts them down as their prize cards. You heard right. It basically completely changes the game no matter what's going on. And it mm-hmm. just blows my mind. So that's what Ultra Beasts have been doing, though. They've been just like playing with the prize cards the oh, but whole that, time. They, yeah, they have, but all of them has been meaning like, oh, okay, it sounds fun, but I don't know if that's really useful. Negadel is ridiculous because Negadel, yeah. picture this you are using a deck that it requires you to give your opponent prizes. These are decks that are so slow starters, right? They require a few turns, so you know you're going to put Pokemon up for to being killed because you're powering up. That means that they're going to have an advantage in price. Play Negadel and it's GX, you reset that three to three, no matter what. So now you're fully powered up. Your opponent already has used some of its uh, uh, resources to be able to get where he is right now. But now he has to deal with you on the same plane with his resources being used and your resources being fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way of looking at this is if your opponent is legit beating you, because he's uh, he you just not drawing well again you might be one price and him six one negadel you're back to square one you're back at the equal playing ground it's just nuts how good this card is it is definitely mm-hmm. going to see some play. i think i think it's really interesting especially coupled with the poipool it evolves from the mm-hmm. the the poipool basic so first of all it's the first like non-gx um ultra beast in yes. poipool and uh, I think if you're going to use the first attack, you just throw down like three more Poipol on the bench. But yep. uh, Poipol has this um, has this uh, a- attack, which is, I believe, one psychic, one colorless, where yes. after you use it, you take no prize cards. And nope. if, if it's knocked out, your, no prize opponent, cards. Your, your opponent doesn't take any prize cards if it's yeah. knocked out. So and the, you, and so, uh, so I think you can combine this with Shining Celebi. And mm-hmm. because Shining Celebi has the ability that lets you use attacks from previous gen- previous evolutions. So, I mean, if yes. your Naganatel is, like, really close to being knocked out, you just go ahead and sh- Shining Celebi and you use Poipol's attack to not take any prize cards next turn. Yep. yep. And you can your stall your opponent happen. out like that, right? I mean, they either yes. knock out your Naganatel or you uh, <laughs> you go ahead and do it. And I mean, it's a, it's a good way if you're, like, if you're at, like, two energy or something to get that GX attack done. Yes, and not to mention that we we cannot forget ultra uh, um, uh, ultra beast energy, the, the beast energy that is coming. Oh yeah, out, uh, which basically can attach to it's a prism card, so prism star cards, which means you mm-hmm. can only have one of those in your deck. But it, when you attach it to an ultra beast, it gives the ultra beast an energy of any type, no matter which, just one energy. Mm-hmm. But it also increases its attacks for thirty. So when I was complaining not too long ago about what one attack doesn't do just enough damage. One, if you attach that uh, beast energy on it, it will be doing a solid 150 damage for one energy. This set is just nuts. Uh, It's it's crazy. I can't wait uh, to see this uh, get some play, guys. And we'll definitely be talking about it more on my podcast on the TCG cast. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Maximus, do you have anything you want to add? Sorry, sorry, I left you out. TCG card? Anything about Nagana, Oh. 
Just don't turn your back on it. The thing is, I don't play <laughs> Ubers that often. Yeah, you, I know you don't but, play Ubers, so. But the time I did go against it, I almost got swept. I didn't. I still lost, but I did. At least I didn't get six zero. <laughs> Dude, you can because they can snowball. Man, that thing can yeah. snowball. All right, so that's going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. If you want to check out any exciting, any more exciting Pokemon content, you can check out PucklePodcast.com. So we're going to switch it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Hooves! This is the best. All right. So if you are new to the show, this is the segment of the show where we read listener emails and we go ahead and give you a question to email us back at. You can go and email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you send it to us, it'll probably be right on the show because nobody's sending us emails anymore. And so, uh, well, we do have one today. Uh, it is from, uh, Claude nine. And because last week we asked about Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon and people are probably burned out about us talking about it. So we got better questions this week. Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and ask, uh, we're gonna go ahead and just go ahead with, uh, Claude9's email. He requested that, uh, Jushiro sing a song in it. So, uh, uh Jushiro, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll do the first part of this email and then you can do the song. Yes, sir. Alright. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Um, so he says, happy holidays to all. To answer last week's mailbag question, yes, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was worth the money. But on to the fun stuff. I wrote a parody to the famous song Santa Baby in the style of Puckle that I'm hoping Jushiro will sing for us today. So if you're ready, Jushiro, <sighs> let it rip. Let's let's make some ears bleed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's dedicate this song, first of all, to a good friend here, Cloud9 and Thatch. So without further ado, here's my song. Thatch Baby. Slipping ice able to yes, oh yes. Been an awful good trainer. That's baby, so hurry up and train with me tonight. That's baby. A tundra really on to light blue. I'll wait up on you, dear. That's baby. And hurry up and trade with me tonight. Think of all the battles I fought. Think of all the Pokemon I haven't caught. Next year I could be just as good. If you check on our Christmas list. That's honey. And I'll show what Ren really not a lot. Been an angel all year, that's honey. So hurry up and trade with me tonight. That's cutie. There's one thing I really do need, Pharisee. To help buck up my team, that's cutie. So hurry and trade up with me tonight 
Thatch Baby. And help me finish my living Dex with Vulpix. Send your friend code this way, Thatch Baby. So hurry up and trade with me tonight. Send your rare Pokemon to me. And hopefully some of them will be shiny. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Thatch baby. I forgot to mention one little thing. Usaring. I don't mean quick feet, Thatch baby. So hurry up. And trade with me tonight. Hurry up and trade with me tonight. Hurry. The fact that you uh, will just pander to these people, amazing. <laughs> more, than, more than literally anything else. Uh, so... <laughs> It's that, my bread and butter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is that is our email from Cloud9. Uh, that, I think that's our honestly, I think that's a really good note to go off on like the episode before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> because I, I don't know. So uh a few things. So that was our only email this week. So thank you to Cloud9 for that. Uh, and we've got a couple other things I'd like to get through. First, uh if you'd like to email us next week, email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh we are gonna be doing the show earlier this week due to the holiday. So probably on Friday or Saturday, we're going to be recording the show. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Thursday was thrown out there as well. Um, if you want to do that, I actually have two mailbag questions for you guys this week. First of all is, what did you think of Gen 4? What are your opinions of it? Send that in an email. But also, are you asking for anything cool in Pokemon for Christmas or hoping that Santa leaves you something good under the tree? So uh, go ahead and send that in to PucklePodcast and gmail.com. So before we go, though, I have a list of things that I'm supposed to mention to you guys. First of all is we have the survey going on until the 31st of the month. Um, that is uh, pucklepodcast.com slash survey. That will be in the show notes this week. I know I forgot to put it in there last week. But go ahead and fill that out. For every 50 responses we get, we're going to go ahead and raffle off a Puckle hoodie. And then uh, one lucky person will get a Puckle hoodie. Uh, well, maybe three or four uh, <laughs> for every 50. Right now, I think we're at like 60-some responses. So um it, for the next when we hit 100 responses we'll raffle off another hoodie as well so yeah definitely go ahead and God, do that. I hope that yep. my little song at least gets me one or two likes <laughs> <laughs> on the survey everybody's gonna go back and change their answers who's your favorite co-host jushiro because he's willing to pander to me um <laughs> so that's that's the answer um I, I, it's all love all love <laughs> Uh, okay. And if you have, if you want some more Puckly goodness throughout the week, you should definitely go check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Uh, you can find links to those at pucklepodcast.com. You should follow us there as well because we're doing the advent calendar. And if you want some of those advent calendar Pokemon, that is the, those are the places you need to go as well as our Discord server, which you can find the invite link to in the show notes as well, where we also do more things. Speaking of which, um, the final advent calendar Pokemon is on December 24th. And because it is a mythical Pokemon, uh, I will not tell you which one. Um, you will need to come to the Discord server that day. We're going to have people throughout the day there that will be distributing uh, this Pokemon. So that is how you're going to get to the last Pokemon. It's a little bit different than the rest of them. I just wanted to make that announcement so people heard it. Um, yes. and this one is also not limited to 12 like the rest of them. So if you want to go ahead and snag one of those on Christmas Eve, go ahead and do that. Um, that's how you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to come to the Discord. 
finally, if you haven't already, uh, follow us on Twitch. Jushiro and I stream there pretty regularly. Yes. Um, we're, I'm, I'm thinking about adding an extra night as well to my regular schedule. Um, maybe not regular. It might be like a pop in and just see how I feel on a second I'm day. I'm thinking of maybe changing my Wednesdays because Wednesdays have been kind of difficult Ooh. lately. Mm, I don't know if I can say I can take your Wednesdays. I might take Tuesdays though. Okay. Um, I might, we'll talk. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll um, it out. but I do Thursdays. You sure does Mondays for sure right now. And so mm-hmm. that's the good thing. Scrawn sometimes on Saturdays and Shamu sometimes in there as well. But that's a great place to just come and interact with us. I mean, I we did one, probably one of the best streams ever recently on my end. Not, I, I don't know. Your streams are probably more awesome, Shishiro. But no, oh, don't say that. Um, I don't. We no. we had <laughs> we had. Well, I I decided to do what we, we traded this week. I decided to do Wednesday this past week um, to fill in for you because I couldn't do Thursday, and you you had the vice versa problem, and it works out yeah. perfectly. Uh, but. We were, and so I was doing the Wednesday stream and, uh, they did maintenance on the, uh, inter- on the, uh, Pokemon server. So I can't, you couldn't connect to the internet to do like viewer battles or anything. So we had a really good time. We were doing some shiny hunting. We were doing some, uh, we were just doing some other random stuff. We were grinding battle agency. It was a good time. It was a good time all around. And so that was definitely one of my favorite streams. And so I, I, after that experience, I kind of want to just like branch out, like do a viewer battle day, but also do like, uh, I do whatever I feel like in Pokemon day. So I feel like that's going to be something that happens out happens real soon. Um. Uh. So yeah, if you haven't done that, twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. If you want to uh, watch some videos, you can check out youtube.com slash puckle podcast. The week 11 and week 12 videos are going to be going up this week. So yeah. definitely we, check that uh, out for P- puckle draft league. Yeah, I know. And thanks to our patrons, we managed to get some really nice, uh, yeah, I think so. yeah. Well, uh, programs to add edit, right? In YouTube? Yeah, they're not, uh, they're not, well, the programs themselves aren't cheap. We just got them super cheap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we got a really good deal through the Humble Bundle this month. Uh, so yeah, we ended up, thanks to the patrons, we ended up adding some more to that, which is really nice. Um, and finally, if you want, if you want to be a patron, speaking of that, and you want to help out the show, you can go ahead and do that at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. We are going to be doing a, um, you can go there, donate your money. Obviously don't donate unless you're doing food. If it's going to like stop you from eating or anything. I also wanted to mention to everybody that we're going to be doing a promotion for Patreon. If you join the Patreon, um, and your char- card gets charged in the month of February at any point, we are going to automatically bump you up for that month to the $10 tier, um, which is our most popular tier, it turns out. Um, if we're going to bump you up to all those perks for a month. So no matter what tier you join at, it could be the $1 tier, the $3 tier, the $5 tier. Um, you'll be bumped up to the $10 tier for the month of February. Um, so go ahead. If this is something that's been putting you on the edge of figuring out whether or not you want to do that, this is the time to do that. Um, I wanted to say that because I didn't want to like screw over our current patrons and be like, you don't get the $10 tier. No, if you, if you sign up for the Patreon now, you sign for up for it in January or if you sign up for it at the beginning of February, you will get all of the $10 perks. So just throwing that out there. Uh, but that is it for my spiel. So <laughs> I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Lord Jashiro and happy holidays. I'm Mr. Maximus and happy wishes to all of you. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, we'll catch you on Christmas Day. I'm, uh, it's closing time.
As always, we have a short piece at the end of the show. Last week, I forgot to mention the Pokemon to be given away for the Advent Calendar. So on December 23rd, this week, we are going to be giving away a fan fee, a white elephant, if you would, a shiny fan fee. In exchange, you must trade for this fan fee a, oh man, I don't have it up, an Alolan Meowth, or a Meowth, it doesn't matter, it's the GTS. So go ahead and do that. You can find full details at the Advent Calendar link. There's, of course, going to be a full picture in the description as well. And as always, I would like to thank our patrons for making this show possible and a lot of the awesome things that we do. So, without further ado, let me thank everybody personally. Regal Superior, Chris, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Jonathan, Andrea, Whimsicott, Locke, Mongo87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Alviron, uh, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Greninja's in Paris, Claude Nine, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jester and the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew, TJ, Eric, Reuse, Zenth, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Traby, Matt, Greg, Christopher, Ozzy, Alex, Chris, uh, the British Gent, Victor, Rotted Mushroom, Beaverla, Thomas, Half Full Reviews, Antonio, Ibrahim, Travis, Michael, Matthew, and I believe it is The Real EV. So, thank you to all of you for helping out with the show, and I will catch you guys next week. And also, happy holidays if you're celebrating, and we'll be back at you on the December 25th, Christmas Day. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.